Welcome to Know His Love Stories, where we hear the voice of the Father through his children. Today we have with us Gabby. She's from Nova Scotia. Um, she's an author as well as a mental health advocate. Her first book came out in February of 2022 and is called Why I Stay. 365 reasons to stay alive when your mind is giving you every reason not to. This is a beautiful collection of 365 reminders that Gabby hopes will help those struggling with suicidal thoughts to stay focused on tomorrow and to learn to be curious about what the future has in store. Her book is available right now on Amazon. And this is a Nova's love story. So Gabby, thank you for doing this. Um, uh, yeah, I, I first heard you on a, a different podcast and I was really moved by your story that you shared on that. And I was just, I'm super happy that you uh, are willing to share your story through our project. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, amen. Well, why don't we begin with just praying? I think it's great to bring the Lord into this. As he's the one who gives us the grace to tell our story and He's the one who our story is wrapped into with the greater story of salvation. So let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, a loving Father, thank you so much for the gift of this day. Thank you for the gift of Gabby. Um, I just ask that you bless her, bless her in her life as she continues to help people recognize the beauty of their own lives, especially those struggling with any kind of mental health uh, situations. I just ask that you bless her as she shares this story so that the words that she communicates um, can really be a communication of, of your love for her. And through that, others may know of your love. We ask all of this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Well, yeah, I always like to start with the question of talking about a time in a person's life when God's love didn't seem real or you didn't experience in a certain way. And there can be tons of reasons for that. Um, sometimes people aren't exposed to it, so they don't know how or what God's love is. Sometimes people don't know how to pray. Sometimes people go through really difficult situations and, and God can just seem really far away. So yeah, I would love to hear about that in your own life. Talk to me about a time when that was going on for you. Um, and if you could speak into it, how did you see God during this time? And how did you see others? And even how did you see yourself? Yeah. So I wasn't raised Catholic or with any religion at all. It was never a thing in our household. I didn't, I wasn't exposed to the love of God. I hadn't even read a word of the Bible. I didn't really know what the Bible was. I mm. didn't, I quite honestly didn't know that there was anything bigger than us out there. Um, and from the age of three, on, I suffered with really intense anxiety. Mm. To give you some perspective, like my mom couldn't go to our mailbox down the street without me having a full-blown panic attack, thinking she was going to die, thinking she was never going to come back. And obviously, that wasn't my fault. My brain was sick um, mm. from a really young age. And by the age of nine, I was completely burnt out. Um, I didn't even know what suicide was at that point. But I knew three things. I knew I didn't want to be here anymore because it was too painful. Uh, I felt like a burden to everyone around me. And I could not take a lifetime of letting my thoughts consume me like this. Like it was too exhausting. Hmm. And I simply just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, but this is where God came in to save the day. Yeah. So that was all 
before knowing him, before knowing his love. And the story is actually, so in the first nine years of my life, I had not been away from my mom for more than two days in the whole nine years. Yeah, because of that. And she tells me that uh, she's going to Mexico for a week or it was like nine days or something. And it was an adult only resort. Mm -hmm. And I lost my mind. I thought like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to make it through. Like I, I physically can't. And my, my dad was going to be staying with me. Um, but I didn't have that like connection with him to the point where it it would cause panic attacks. Um, so I said my dad was going to be babysitting me, (laughs) even though he lived with us. But it was about the third day she was gone and it was really hard, but I was kind of pushing through, like I was making it through. And on that third day, I just remember sitting on the couch. I completely lost it. Mm. I was like, okay, this is the point. I'm not going to make it through anymore. I can't do this. And my dad actually recently started going to church maybe one Sunday before that. And he'd never been um, into his faith or anything like that. He'd grown up kind of in the Catholic community just because his parents, it was the right thing to do, Mm. but he didn't have that personal relationship. And he kind of found that recently, but I didn't know anything about it other than he started going to this place on Sunday. So I'm sitting there on the couch bawling my eyes out, feeling completely hopeless. Mm. And I just asked my dad, can we pray? Mm. And this came out of nowhere. Like, there's no reason that I should have said that other than the Holy Spirit. Like, there's no prior knowledge that I would have known that prayer could help. Right. And my dad, after for a second being like, he actually said play. Like, he started pulling out a board game because he thought, like, oh, she didn't just ask me to pray. She must have said play. <laughs> like, it was so out of reach. And he prayed over me and this peace that, The first nine years of my life have been a constant, hectic mess of anxiety and trying to escape my own brain. And I feel this peace that I will never be able to describe in that moment. Mm -hmm. I knew my life was going to change. I, it was, it was indescribable. Like I get choked up thinking about it because before knowing his love, thinking about if I had to live my life, my whole life that way, like I wouldn't have made it through. And that moment changed everything. And so it really just shows he took what I thought was going to be the worst week of my life. And he turned it into the one that changed absolutely everything for me. Hmm. Like it was no longer me and my anxiety and my worries every day. It was me and Jesus holding my hand through it all. Yeah, beautiful. And to kind of dig into that too, um, I I would love to kind of know maybe a before and after, as you know, you mentioned kind of like the anxiety is kind of like an internal reality um, of what was going on, um, and how you really didn't have a personal relationship with God. How as that peace flooded you and you experienced his love for the first time, how did that start to change how you saw God um, in your life? And and did you take any steps to um, maybe develop any kind of more, a deeper relationship with him? Yeah, definitely. So I was in um, grade five at this point. So 
I feel like my faith was at such a simple, like, I just knew God loved me. I knew all the basics of it. I felt his spirit, all of these things. Like, I wasn't very, like, educated. I hadn't read the Bible, stuff like that. But I did start going to church. Um, I started building that personal relationship with him. And obviously, you're always growing. You're always learning new things. Like, still, that was 10 years ago, and I'm still... Sure learning new things every day and I'll do that until I die but God's love becoming personal to me like changed absolutely everything from how I viewed and treated myself to how I viewed and treated others Mm -hmm. Um, like I no longer resented and seeked revenge on people that did me wrong I instead prayed for them because I knew that we're all just broken and everyone has these battles and they're just reflecting that onto me. So that was a huge thing. That was a huge perspective change. Mm. And in regards to my relationship with myself changing, I now knew who I belonged to Mm. and that I am perfectly made in the image of him. And how can you not love who you are when you're made to be a reflection of the one that you love most? So I started speaking to myself nicer. I started taking care of my mind and my heart, listening to what I needed, just as I would take sick, take care of someone else that I loved. Um, and I was no longer a random girl that was broken and unlovable, but I am God's daughter and I am so loved. And that redefined everything I thought that I deserved and turned it into everything I know and I deserve everything I know I deserve. And I started accepting nothing less than that. So I can't imagine like my teenage years without knowing whose I was, Mm. because when you know who you belong to, it changes the game completely. Amen. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Beautifully said. Um, And yeah, you, you spoke into this really well with being that beloved, being that beloved daughter, which is possible through baptism, right? That's what baptism does. It allows us to call ourselves those beloved sons and daughters of God the Father. I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that. Like, What what does your baptism mean to you in a way that you can now call yourself that beloved daughter of God the Father? Yeah, so this is a really cool one because unlike a lot of people, I actually remember my baptism Mm -hmm. because like I mentioned, I wasn't raised Catholic. So I was never baptized as a baby. Um, But when I came to my faith in grade five, I also made the decision to get baptized. Mm -hmm. So I will never forget that day. Uh, It's almost a blessing that I waited until I was older because I got to actually profess my faith with my words and really understand what I was signing up for essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember I stepped right into the baptismal font and knelt down in my little robe. And I was expecting like a little water on my forehead maybe, but no, uh, three big full bowls of holy water right over my head, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, And I just remember it taking my breath away in the best way possible. And in that moment from then on, I've never doubted how loved I am who I belong to, my worthiness of love, and if my life has a purpose. Um, And growing up in this day and age specifically, that is huge. 
Uh, like I genuinely know I would not have made it through my teenage years if it wasn't for knowing all of these things at a mm. young age. And that's why it's so, so important to get this message out there so that others get to hold his hand along the way as well. Mm. Amen. Amen. And as a good father who loves you as his beloved daughter, he loves you personally and he loves all of his children personally and, and love you know, is expressed in different ways. Some people experience it, you know, in nature or in music or whatever. What is your favorite way or what are some of your favorite ways that you experience that personal love of God really speaking into your heart? Yeah, so I use music a lot. I love listening to worship and just getting in his presence. And sometimes you don't necessarily, you sit down to pray and you don't necessarily have the words or the right words that you want to say. And these songs, you can just pray with them and really get into those words. And I absolutely love that. Um, and my favorite way that he shows up for me, like he just shows up for me every time. He showed up for me when I was nine sitting on that couch. And he showed up for me again when I fell victim to depression. And I think it's not even the big miracles that are my favorite. It's the little everyday things that you wouldn't even be aware of if you didn't know that it was him hmm. because and like all of these blessings are great like when you ask for something and he delivers it and you're like wow god is so good like look what he's doing for me but if god did nothing else for us like if he never did anything for me again he has still done absolutely everything for me hmm because he died on the cross for my sins. He made the ultimate sacrifice so that he could have a relationship with me. And every day I'm going to fall short, but every day he loves me just as much as he did up on that cross. And that is my favorite way that he shows his personal love for me because mm. I'm reminded of that constantly. Amen. Beautiful. Yeah, and I, I guess just to wrap up, you know, there are so many people in the world who don't know God's personal love for whatever reason, right? And I, I you know, from your own experiences of, of you know, struggling with um, different aspects of mental health, anxiety and depression and everything, what would you say to someone who might be in that place right now to encourage them to seek his love, to know his love, to just desire to be open to it? What, what advice would you speak to someone in that kind of situation yeah th there's actually a page the second last page in my book mm -hmm. um is actually a lot about this message because i wanted to put it at the end so it would really like hit home mm -hmm. but i would just say that you will never be more loved than you are right now like you do not have to earn his love you do not have to fix yourself before coming to him he wants your heart at whatever state it's in and your yes to him is a beginning of a whole new life of fulfillment and true love. Mm -hmm. And this isn't the kind of love that we seek in the world. It's perfect love. It's unconditional love. Um, I actually, I remember seeing a quote. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was like, if we had the capacity to understand how much God loves us, we would break down and fall to our knees in awe. Mm -hmm. And so if you are looking to figure out who you are, like you'll search for um, validation in worldly things, relationships, compliments, stuff like that. 
But when you focus on whose you are, all of that changes because you then understand that you are perfectly made in his image. And instead of looking outwards, you understand that you are already born with everything you need to fulfill your purpose. And you have to keep in mind that God already knows who you are when he calls you to your purpose. Like you might be thinking, oh, I'm not cut out for that. I'm not built for that. I don't have the strength for that. But God wouldn't call you to that if you weren't. He knows every hair on your head, every fear you've ever feared. And he knows your heart inside out because he created you so intentionally. So when he calls you to something, he's already taken into account who you are. So lean into him, trust him, and just let him pour his love out onto you. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Gabby. Thank you for spending this time to share this. It was a beautiful testimony and witness and story of how God has worked so beautifully and continues to work so wonderfully in your life. And um, yeah, if anybody else would like to share their story after hearing Gabby's, let us know. Connect with us at knowhis.love on the Join Us page. Reach out to us on social media, knowhis.love. And um, yeah, but thank you again, Gabby. It's been a true blessing and honor just to meet you and, and to be able to share your story. So thank you. Thank you.